It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Amen. You look so much better when you smile. Amen. I hate to see you give up now. Amen. You've been too too much. You've gone too far to give up now. Amen. We thank God uh, for the little junior choir. Amen. Thank God for the song that they selected to sing on today. Amen. Smile. There's so many people walking around with a frown. Can't find anything to be joyful or happy or content about. Nothing happens good for them. They always find something to complain about. Amen. But we as the people of God, we should always have something to smile about. God has brought us on a mighty long way. Amen. Over hills and through valleys. Amen. Through seen and unseen dangers. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have made it this far. Amen. Thank God for your presence as well as those who may be listening to our live broadcast. We thank God for you. Amen. We are the New Way of Life Ministries. I'm Pastor Herman Evans of New Way of Life Ministries. We located 822 State Highway 249 in Pine Ridge, Texas. Our zip here is 77362. Our email address is NW of Life. 2002 at yahoo.com. Amen. We pray that you uh, enjoy our service, be blessed by it, receive something from it, and that your convenience, drop us a line, let us know how we're doing, such that we're being a blessing to you. Amen. If you're looking for a church home, we admonish you that. Amen. We can use you here at New Way of Life Ministries. Amen. We in need of service. Amen. We need servants. Go out and serve. Amen. We'll be coming today from the ninth chapter of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 9. I will be reading to you from out of the King James Version. Therefore, if you have a Gideon, an American Standard, or any other type of Bible, Gideon, any other type of Bible, and the King James, some of the verses of Scripture may read a little different. But I pray that we all gain an understanding of what we are saying together. Solomon says in Proverbs, and all I was getting, getting an understanding. Amen. I'd like to take this time also to share with you, listeners, that we do have uh, a Bible study that we sent out live uh, every Tuesday at 6.30. Amen. Join with us. Amen. And hopefully the Bible study may be an eye-opening experience to you. We're in the second Second Samuel, chapter 20. So if you want to read through it, look at it and see what it is saying to you, maybe when we open up the verses of Scripture and receive a revelation from the information you gain from it, amen, we all can rejoice. And we're going to sing to us together. From the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, we begin reading from verse 1. And Saul yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. 
it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there, and he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. There were certain disciples at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed, and had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard of many, by many of this man, how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he had authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hand on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus hath appeared unto thee in the way. As thou comest, hast sent me that thou might receive thy sight. And he filled and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scaled, and he received sight forthwith, and arose, and was baptized. When he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at the Master. Amen. We like to speak for a little while from the subject, he called me. Amen. He called me. Our Father and our God, I thank you once again for your divine scriptures. Thank you for your prolific truth, dear God, that you uh, give to us from out of your divine word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, dear God, that deals with our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we grab a hold of our calling and be committed to the thing that you have called us to do in the mighty name of Jesus. For surely, dear God, we thank you and we praise you. We give glory and honor and thanks to you, dear God, for the privilege and the opportunity to work in your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If we could just think sometimes, Especially during the times when we are under stress, when we feel to believe that no one cares, when all the affairs of life seems to be coming against you, and dark clouds seems to stand in your way, we need to be refilled and refurbished with the fact to know that God called you. You should know that you had been privileged to be called by God. The Bible says that many are called, but only a few are chosen. And if you have nothing else to be thankful for, just know for the fact that God called you. 
What a privilege. What an honor to be called by God. Especially when we know what we know about ourselves. When you know what you done did. When you know the places that you've been. Knowing the things that you said. Knowing the evil intent that you had in your mind to do to others. Yet God still called you. What kind of God is this? That he'll look over all of those faults that we have and yet still want you. He don't love us because of, he loves us in spite of. And I'm grateful. I don't care. I don't know about no one else, but I'm grateful that he loved me in that manner. It's nothing that we can do to earn it. It's nothing that we can do to live up to it. The Bible said that we were saved by what? By grace. Through our faith. At least any man should boast. So we have nothing to boast on but Christ Jesus. Amen. We like to say, oh, I went to church and I did this and I did that and and I went and got baptized, but if it had not been for Christ working in your life and had already had your name on the roll, baby, you wouldn't be here. And the privilege that he gave us to be here, we ought to be excited every time we come into the house of God. We ought to be willing to raise our hands and to lift our voices in adoration to give thanks to him for such a great calling. He called me. That's what you need to tell yourself. Amen. For y'all women, amen. Look in your pocketbook and get your little powder puff and look at your mirror and, and tell yourself, baby, he called us. Yes, he, he called us. He called you and the one you're looking at in the mirror. Amen. And you ought to feel privileged. Amen. You ought to feel blessed. Amen even if you don't have two nickels to rub together. Amen. Even if you know that you got to go to a job tomorrow and face some uncertainties, you ought to know that you have been blessed because God called you. Amen. The Bible in our scripture talks about Saul, who later became Paul, the great apostle, that so many preachers preach about. But during this time, Saul was persecuting the church. Amen. Every time he had his opportunity to get his hands on where the believers assembled at, he went in to arrest them and to persecute them. Now, the fact, the Bible says Paul, Saul was one that held the court of them, amen, that had stoned Stephen to death. He was there. Amen. He was an eyewitness. He took the cold of them who had joined in to stone Stephen, and he stood by while they stoned him. He had first-hand knowledge of this. He was an eyewitness to what they did to Stephen. Amen. He applauded what they did because they was under the assumption that them talking about Jesus, amen, was doing dishonor to the law of Moses. You have to understand Saul was, a Pharisee. The Pharisees and the Sadducees couldn't see eye to eye. The only thing that they came together was about Jesus. Amen. That he was doing damage to the law. And so Saul, being a Pharisee, amen, he had received a letter of authority from the chief priest. They was out hunting down Christians. Amen. During that time, it was not called Christian. If you read, if you were going along with the reading of the scripture, it was called the way. That's what it was known by. It was known by this way. Amen. Because the Bible said in the book of Acts that it was not considered a call to Christian until it was at Antioch. And so at this time, they were talking about this way. What way? The way of Christ Jesus. They were following his way. It was not following the law of Moses. 
and everyone that did not follow the law of Moses, they was, they was considered a blasphemer. Amen. They blaspheme against the law. Matter of fact, he was one of the charges that they held against Jesus at his trial when they cried, crucify him. And so here, the people was going from house to house. Amen. They was under attack. The church was under attack. Amen. But they didn't, they didn't get slack. They didn't stop worshiping. They did not stop honoring God for what he had done for them by sending his son to die for the sins of the world. And so in order for them to worship, in order for them to serve, they was in hiding. And they had to go from house to house. And in order for them to know where the service would be held, amen, they would draw a fish on the ground. They would give a sign to let them know where the believers was assembling at at that time. Amen. And so Saul was hunting these Christians down. Amen. This is how the, 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 the Christianity, how, this is how it spread across the face of the world. Because of people trying to stop what God has started. And as they tried to persecute them and crucify them and, and, and feed them to the lions and, and set them on fire, amen, they ran for their lives, but yet while they was running, they were still being a witness for God. Here we have the freedom. We don't have to run for our lives. We have the freedom to be a witness for God. But yet we lack the physical in our calling. He didn't call us just to sit and fill in the pews. He called us to a higher calling. He called us to a holy calling. Amen. The, 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 the Christians had to leave out of Jerusalem, the holy city of God. Amen. Jerusalem, the city of bread. Amen. The city of David. They had to run because they had to tell the good news about Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus had told his disciples while he was teaching them, while he was yet alive, he said, when you go into a city, Amen. And they refuse to hear you. Amen. Refuse to acknowledge you and accept you. He told them to shake the dust off their feet. And it would be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that city. Amen. So when a person don't want to hear it, you can't force it down them. Amen. You can't even force feed a baby because they're going to throw it back up. Amen. Jesus said it's like pearls. He said, and don't cast his pearls before swine. And so here, the, 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 the believers, they flee Jerusalem and they go over into Damascus. Somewhere, somehow, the high priest finds out and he gives Saul a letter of authority to go over into Damascus and anyone he finds in this way, that's representing Christ, that's speaking up for Christ, that's just naming the name of Jesus, he wants them to be bound and put in chains and brought back to Jerusalem, that they would be placed on trial for heresy, for blasphemy, for speaking against the law of Moses. And the Bible said that as Saul journey to Damascus, something happened. Something happened on the road to Damascus. And some of us here and some listening in, amen, ought to be able to relate to this story because we was on our way somewhere to do some ungodly deed. Amen. When God called you, when God touched your life, when God intervened, amen, and stopped you in your tracks, Amen. Before you got yourself in a predicament that even God couldn't get you out. God stepped in right on time. We, we heard the song today that he is an on-time God. Amen. And he may not come when you want him. Now, he could have stepped in before the Christians had to flee from Jerusalem. But God waited. Amen. 
Isn't it possible that he waited for them to flee Jerusalem so that he can get a hold of Saul? I wonder if he waited just for you and I. Amen. He could have been came back. Amen. It's been written in the, in the scripture that the same way Christ left away from you, he's coming back again. He could have been came back. Amen. But it's possible that he waited for you and I. When Saul got to a certain point on that Damascus road, he didn't allow him to get into Damascus. Amen. He stopped him on the road to Damascus. Amen. Some of us was on a bad road. And thank God that he came into our lives and stopped us when he did. The Bible said that when Saul was on the road, that suddenly a light shone round about him. And this light was an unpeculiar light because it came from heaven. Amen. It was already daytime, but, but this was a special light. Amen. That shined down on Paul. Amen. Something that he had never saw before. This is what the world is looking for from the church. They're looking for something from the church that they never saw before. They didn't hear preaching. They didn't hear a good choir singing. They didn't saw pastors in their beautiful robes. Amen. And being admonished, amen, by the congregation. But they're looking for something that they never saw before. Amen. The church always have had their hand out to receive. And they're asking for money for this and for that and the other. Amen. But they're looking now to see what the church going to do for the people. But Jesus said, he that wished to be the greatest among you, let him become the servant of them all. Amen. Little did Saul know that this day was going to be a change in his life. Amen. That's why the Bible said we got to be ready. Because you never know what God's going to do to make that special change in your life. Amen. It could happen today. It could happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow. It can happen even now during this service, that God could do something to you. Amen. That can turn your whole life around. I remember when he called me. I was in church when I didn't want to be in church. I was high on marijuana and alcohol. I only went because my wife was nagging me. And I said to myself, let me go and get this over with so I won't have to be nagged about me going to church anymore. Not knowing that that night would be the night that all things in my life would be turned around. And just like, just like Saul, when I was sitting in the church high off of marijuana and, and those little middle bears, they called them ponies. I saw light shining in the front of me. And he already had chandeliers in the church, but I saw some light just sparkling before me. And this wasn't a high. This was something else that I never saw before. And before I knew it, I was standing in the front of the church. And when I looked around and I noticed where I was at, I wanted to move and couldn't move. The devil talking to me and telling me, say, boy, you already belong to somebody's church. I was a Catholic during the time. He said, why don't you go sit down because you don't need this. But I couldn't move. Something had a hole on me while I was standing in the front of the church. And while I was standing there, before I knew it, tears started rolling down my face. And during that time, you know, when I was still running out in the street and doing my thing, I was a proud person. I wasn't a person that, that, that wanted to be seen in front of a whole crowd of people. I wasn't, I wasn't accustomed to that. I wasn't used to the, being in that type of situation. But yet when I was standing there, I couldn't move. Wanted to move and I couldn't move. Something had got a hold on me when I was standing in the front of the church. It's something similar to what Paul was going through. He was on his road on this road to Damascus, but he couldn't get in the city because something had got a hold on him. This light had shined down upon Saul. Amen. 
And the Bible said it knocked him to the earth. He fell from off the beast that he was riding on, and he fell down to earth. God knows how to take you from off your high horse and put you down to your knees. Amen. When he has called you, amen, he know how to humble you. Amen. He know how to, how to make you look up and tell God that he do rule in the hearts of men. Amen. Saul asked God. Lord, what is it? What is it that you have me to do? When Saul fall to the ground, God talks to him and called him by his name. Amen. He called him by his name. And so Saul now asked God, he said, what is it that you have for me to do? Amen. After God tells him what he's done, and not done to others, but what he's done to him. So church, and my listeners, let me say this to you. When we do wrong to people, when we do wrong to other people, the same wrong that we're doing to people is the same wrong that we're doing to God. Now Saul was persecuting the Christians who witnessed for him, who was living for him who was trying to bring attention to the whole world concerning the Christ. But yet Christ tells, tells Saul that you persecuted me. So we have to be careful how we handle one another, especially if we who call ourselves Christians, who call ourselves brothers and sisters, amen, of Christ. We have to be careful how we handle one another, because when we handle one another in a bad way, we're handling Christ in the same manner. And so he tells Paul, he said, it's hard for you, Saul, to kick against the pricks. Now these pricks were very sharp objects, something like stones, but longer than, than stone bushes on, on rose petals. Amen. He said, for you to kick against that, Amen. You're not hurting me, Saul, but you're hurting yourself. How many realize that all the wrong that, that was done to us, we did it to ourselves? Amen. The condition that you put yourself in, amen, you couldn't point the finger at your friend or somebody else, amen, because you had the chance to make your choice. Amen. So, so all the wrong that we've done, Amen. To ourselves, we did it. Nobody else did it. The condition and the position we put ourselves in. Amen. Nobody else had a hand in it. We did it to ourselves. And so he tells Saul, he says, Saul, I'm Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. How can you fight God? How can you fight against God? I remember being in the church that had this preacher, he was blind. And, and he said that, that God had been calling him. He had, had, had saw God talking to him in dreams. Amen. He couldn't sleep uh, good at night because God would wake him up. Amen. He was working in, in, a, in a warehouse. And the, and, and the way he tells, told us the story while he was working in his warehouse, amen, he wouldn't take heed to God calling he would answer God, but God kept talking to him, kept coming to him in a dream and in, in his sleep. But yet he was ignoring it because he wouldn't acknowledge God's call. And he said that one day while he was working in the warehouse, one of the barrels or something fell on him. And when they took him to the hospital, he became blind. And it wasn't until he became blind that he acknowledged God. What is it that got to happen to you and I? For us to acknowledge that God is calling you. God has something much greater for you to do than what you've been doing. Amen. You have to understand that the life you live is not your life, but it's the life that Christ gave you. Paul said himself, he said, though I live, but yet not I, it's the Christ that lives within me. Amen. It's Christ that's keeping us alive. Bible said that Paul saw begin to tremble. 
He began to tremble. He got, he, he was astonished. He got sad. He was confused and he was scared because he didn't know what was happening to him. Amen. Listening at this voice. Amen. Seeing Christ. Amen. And listening at him talk to him, knowing, amen, the wrong that he did. Feeling the belief within himself that this may be, amen, the time of his sentencing. But instead of God sentenced him for what he did wrong, God called him, amen, to himself. He called him. The Bible said that he had him to go into the city of Damascus. And he tell him that when you go into the city of Damascus, there's going to be someone that's going to come, amen, name Ananias that will lay hands on you, that you will receive your sight. You've been blind to the truth, Saul. Amen. You need somebody to lay hands on you. You need somebody to pray for you. You need somebody to labor with you that you might receive your sight. Amen. The Bible said that while Saul was there, he was there three days before Ananias shows up. Because then during those three days, God had to deal with Ananias. And so while Saul was there lying, in a state of blindness, amen, looking at the scripture, amen, and using your sanctified imagination, it seems like God has Saul on a fast. He's fasting, he's praying, amen, he can't see anything. Nobody is there to help him. It's something how you have people with you when you're up. But here Saul is blind, can't see for himself, can't do for himself, but he's all alone in Damascus. Amen. Nobody there with him but God. The Lord is dealing with him. And while he's dealing and talking with him, amen, he's dealing with Ananias. It's something how God got to get us alone. In order for us to be able to hear what God been trying to say to us all alone. Amen. I remember when I was in school, they used to tell us, uh, we can't all talk together, but we can all sing together. Amen. How can you hear when you're talking? Amen, somebody. How can you be in harmony when you're talking? Harmony comes from singing. Amen. And this is what God is trying to tell us. He's trying to get us in harmony with him. And we can't hear God. We can't get in harmony with God when we're doing all the talking and we're not listening. Paul, Saul was used to being in command. Amen. But now Saul is laying, is lying in need. It's a big old challenge. When you fall from one state of authority down to a state of need. Amen, somebody. Saul is in need. He can't see for himself. He can't do for himself. Amen. He needs somebody to guide him around where he had to go. But Saul is on his back, lying upon his bed. Amen. And God is speaking to him. Don't let God have to put you down in order for him to talk to you in order for you to be able to recognize his voice and take heed to what he's trying to say to you. God speaks to Ananias and tells Ananias, I need you to go into Damascus. There's one in Damascus named Saul. And he tells him, Everything concerning Saul. We think that we just, in this, gener in this uh, generation, came up with the GPS. But God is the GPS. Amen. He tells, he tells Ananias, amen, and he points him in the right direction. And he tells him, say, look, I want you to go into the street, which is called Street. And I want you to inquire in the house of one called Judah. For one, call Saul. And he is from Tarsus. For behold, he's lying in the house praying. So he's giving him specific directions and instructions so he won't get it twisted. Won't go to the wrong individual. Because there was many people during this time with the same name. You got many Michaels in this world. You got many Erics in this world. You got many Hermas and Teresas in this world. You got many Britneys 
in this world. You got many people with the same name in this world, but there's always something that will distinguish you from this other person. For us, it's our social security number and our fingerprint. In this day and time here, it was the person where they came from and who was their father. So they couldn't get it twisted that they went to the wrong person. They go into the city called Straight, into the street that's called Straight, and you're going to find one called Saul of Tarsus. He's praying. When Jesus tells Ananias this, Ananias is well familiar with this name. They heard of this person here. They heard of the reputation he had. That's funny how people hear reputations in the church, amen, and they're afraid to bring homemongers and thieves and robbers and dope dealers in the church. Oh, I heard about him. All he did out there in the street was killed and robbed. Oh, no, we don't need nobody like that in the church. But do you know that that's the one that Christ came to die for? The Bible says he came to save us from our sins. And here you got churches refusing to take people in because of the reputation that they had. Saul had a reputation. Amen. And Ananias was very familiar with this guy. Amen. And as the Lord speaks to him and tells him, amen, that in a vision, amen, a man named Ananias would be coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. But when he's talking, talking to Saul, amen, he also trying to deal with Ananias. Ananias answers the Lord and says, look, I've heard of this guy. I heard many things of this guy here. This guy in and done some, some, some terrible things to your people, God, as if God don't know. When the Bible says the eyes of the Lord is in every place, behold the evil and the good. Amen. He's not just looking at the good that we, that we do. He's looking also at the evil that other people do. And even some of us who call ourselves Christians, he look at some of the evil that we do. Huh. Ananias heard what God said, but he, he's in dialogue with the Lord. Lord, it, 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 as if though the Lord don't know what he's doing. Sometimes we, as Christians, we, we question God. Lord, it, 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 are you really, do you really have me in this place? Don't seem like nothing happening. Don't seem like nothing is moving, Lord. You sure that this is the place you want me to be? Lord, we don't have but a few people. Lord, you told me that if I come, that you, you'll do this. You'll place me in the heart of the people. What is happening, dear God? God is testing our faithfulness. God will test your faithfulness. And he told us that if we be faithful over a few things, he'll make us rulers over many more. Amen. I tell you, church, stay faithful. Stay faithful over the little that God has placed in your care. Ananias answers the Lord. I've heard many things about this man. How much evil he had done to the saints that's at Jerusalem. Amen. It was nothing nice what he was doing up down there, God. I know you saw it. I know somebody been praying. You heard the prayers that came from there concerning this man. Sometimes people think that God does not know what's going on. Instead of us praying, amen, God, fix this for me. Lord, we need to be praying, Lord, fix this thing for this individual. Save him. Save him. Change his heart. Change his mind. Change his way of thinking. Give him a clean heart. And renew him of the right spirit. We need to be praying. Not asking God to give us the victory. But asking God to save them. That's what it's all about. God wants men to be saved. He said, I wish that none perish, but that all come to repentance and be saved. Amen. God is looking to find out, can he use you today? He called you for a specific reason, and he want to use you. Sometimes things are going to be mighty tough and mighty hard. Amen. But that individual, amen, God want them saved. Amen. Can you hang in there? Can you hang in under the pressure? 
Can you hang in there under the under the, the disrespect and, and and the things that a person do you? Amen. Rather looking at what they're doing to you and looking at the soul of this individual that needs to be saved. And Ananias said, Lord, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you realize what you're saying? This man has done many hurtful things to your people down in Jerusalem. And here he has the letter of authority from the chief priest to bind all the people that call on your name. Now, here he's trying, he's trying to intimidate God. How in the world could you intimidate God? He's trying to intimidate God to do something to Saul other than save him. He should have been praying. Lord, he was like this, but Lord changed his heart. He did do these things, but Lord saved him. He's trying to convince God that this guy is not the right person that you're talking about. But the Lord said unto him, go your way, for he has been a chosen vessel. I chose him. I chose him. Regardless of what you did, regardless of how bad people talk about you, know this for a fact that God chose you. For the Bible says we did not choose him, but he chose you. And you ought to be grateful. You ought, that was something right there to give everybody something to shout about, that God chose you. How many times we just saw certain events that's going on while we were young kids and we wanted to be on a certain team when they was picking people to play baseball or football and, and they had two captains and they were picking people to be on their team and you wanted to play. They had all they had so many spots, but they had more people and they had spots. And 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 out of nowhere they call you and say, We want you on our team. Well you could have called anybody name. You could have been left out but they chose you. And this is what God is saying. They got a whole world of people. Some people you didn't reign with. Some people you didn't lie, cheated, and stole with. Some people who you didn't hold mongered with. Amen. He called you because you are a chosen vessel. Now, if he didn't chose you, then therefore God got something special in store for you. So don't worry about the house. Don't worry about the call to finances. Don't worry about it, because God chose you. He's going to make a way for you, because he chose you. I chose him. He's a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. He's going to bear my name. Amen. That's why we are called Christians, because we bear the name of Christ. And we are called Christians because we follow him. We live for him. We love him. We sing about him. We testify because of him. Amen, somebody. For, 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 for David said in the book of Psalms, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, our enemy would have overtaken us. Amen. You hear the old folks say, will we be dead and buried in our grave? Lord, help us today. He said, if I would show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Amen. So it let me know that because he called me and chose me, amen, I'm not exempted from trouble. I'm not exempted from hard times. Amen. There's some things I'm going to have to go through. Amen. But knowing this, that he's with me, because he said he'll never leave me, nor will he forsake me. He'll be with me always, even to the end of this world. He said he's going to be with me because he called me, because he chose me as a chosen vessel to bear his name. He's not going to leave me. Amen. He's not going to let me suffer. Amen. He's not going to let the enemy destroy me. He's going to use those things to glorify his name in me. Amen. When Paul went to preaching, amen, they wanted to crucify Paul. They wanted to hang him. They wanted to kill him. Amen. Because now the Bible says he's preaching in the name of Jesus, the same name that of those that he wanted to persecute. And now Paul is now preaching Christ Jesus, amen, who they crucified. Amen. Sooner or later, something's going to happen to you. Something's going to touch you somewhere in your life. Amen. That you're going to get the plan out and you're going to get serious about God. You're going to realize how important you are to God and to God's kingdom. 
Amen. And you're going to say in your heart, for God I live and for God I die. Amen. I got to get the message out. I got to let somebody know how much Christ loved them. Even though, amen, they're living a rugged life. Amen. They've been a prostitute or a whore on a condor. Amen. They've been stealing and selling drugs. Amen. And dealing in this, that, and the other. Might be they came down with a terrible disease called HIV or the Zika virus or whatever that's going on in this world. But we got to let them know that Christ is still able. He's able. He's able. He is the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He is a morn. Oh, but he's a valley. He's a lily of the valley. And he's a bright and morning star because he's able to change our situation around. Amen. And place our feet on solid ground. He's able. He's able because he called me. Amen. Because he called me, he'll never leave me. No, when he forsake me. Amen. He said that he'll be with me. Amen. In the pit, he's going to be with me. In my distressful moments, he's going to be with me. Amen. In my lonely hours, he's going to be with me. Amen. In all the things I have to go through on my job, he's there with me. Amen. Sometimes when you're going through something, how many times God then reminded you of a song? And you start humming a song in your heart. Amen. You start singing. All of a sudden, something, some song will come up that you, that you hadn't sang in a long time. But he'll give you the right song at the appropriate time. Amen. For, for, and tell your peace. Be still. Amen. Because he called you. So don't, don't fool yourself, church. And think just because he called you that everything going to be honky-dory. Amen. You're not going to have no bad times that going to come. Amen. For the Bible says, the scriptures say that he's going to suffer many things for my name's sake. Do you realize they crucified Christ? They crucified him. Amen. And they crucified him. How much more would they do to you? The songwriters say, must Jesus bear this cross alone and the whole world go free? He said, no, no. There's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. Amen. We all got to bear our cross. No cross, no crown. No pain, no gain. Amen. Just because we're going through something, just because everything is not working out, amen, the way you want it to work out. But the songwriter said, he worked it out for my good. Amen. It's going to work out for your good because only God knows what the future holds for you. Amen. May God bless you. May God keep you. Amen. This is our prayer. This concludes our service for this afternoon. Amen. We thank God for you who came out as well as those who listen in. And we do pray that something will say that has encouraged your heart. Amen. Because many people are going through some things. Amen. Many people are going through some things. Even got before the church and testified that God called me to do this and God called me to do that. God called me in the choir. He called me to preach and teach and this, that, and the other. But because persecution came our way. Amen. We got last two days ago. Amen. We, we began to think, well, maybe God didn't tell me this. Amen. But from the scriptures, the Bible says, because he chose and called Saul as a chosen vessel, that he was going to suffer many things for his name's sake. This is how we are identified with Christ. We are identified with Christ through suffering and shame. Amen. But thank God at the end, heaven's going to be our home. Amen. How many want to go to heaven? Amen. Heaven is for real. How many want to make it in? Amen. If you want to make it in, babies, many things we're going to suffer before we get there. Amen. I remember in the book of Revelations where they was praying and crying at the, at the altar. And they asked Christ and said, how long? How long? He said, until the rest of the brothers. Amen. He said, all the blood that then came upon the altar, he said, how long? How much longer we got to suffer? Until many more have to go through what they have to go through and be a witness for him. Amen. How long? Not long, I say. It's not long as it had been. It's not short as it's going to get. But he tells us to be ready when he comes. Amen. God bless you. Let us stand as we're about to be dismissed.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.